Welcome to your headquarters for knowledge and helpful advice on a variety of topics, all from trusted experts in their fields. It's time for River City Podcast. Annie Dietz is a success mentor, business consultant, and personal development coach. Upon entering the workforce, Annie was drawn to work for small companies, where she saw the opportunity to get paid to learn new things while challenging the companies toward positive change. This continued when she entered the field of real estate, spending her first few years working for local brokerages until eventually going out on her own and opening a boutique firm. With almost 20 years of experience in all things real estate and small business, coaching new real estate agents was a natural fit. Supporting agent growth got Annie more interested in formal training and coaching. She received her ICF coach training from Radiance Partners, LLC. An education in coaching adds a layer of depth to her natural consulting skills and allows her to hold space for clients in order for them to look within and make discoveries that are lasting. Annie's motto, life in alignment, is worth living. Annie Dietz, we want to welcome you to River City Podcast. Thanks for having me. Annie, you have had an amazing career in real estate. You owned a brokerage. What led you into the world of coaching? Did you see anything that was a sign that you might end up getting into coaching? I have always been someone that people would ask for advice from. I think that's kind of a natural part of my personality. And I've done so many different things in the world of real estate that for so long didn't make sense that they would all fit together. I felt like a complete generalist. Once I stepped into the world, world of working more on the side of educating them. It just was a natural fit that coaching just sort of fed in. Uh, a lot of new agents, I could see what they were going through and where they were getting a little bit lost. And I'd had those experiences. And so now these things that had seemed so random, I could pull from and actually say, oh, okay, well, here's the great way to handle this situation. And have you considered this? And that's what led me digging deeper into the world of consulting. Sometimes I view life as a, this huge jigsaw puzzle and your life is all the pieces. And it seems like it's never going to come together. And then all of a sudden it does. And you're like, wow, that piece fits here and this fits here. And everything you've been doing really leads to something that suddenly is just so clear. Life is all of these pieces that you're like, what the heck? This doesn't even make sense. Like, why am I dealing with this today? And I mean, yeah, it's all in the same career in some cases, or you have a random something that seems so far-fetched happen. And then you're like, oh, okay. I see how that relates to three parts of my life or the whole of where I'm headed in my life. You mentioned consulting. Can you differentiate between the consulting piece of what you do and the coaching? What I've learned a lot in the time that I've gotten into a formal coaching program, which I've now completed, is that consulting and mentoring, uh, which I just have always, like I said, done naturally, are a lot more along the lines of people seeking out your expertise, your knowledge, your experience, and you feeding feeding them back things that will help them grow. I think what they have in common is they're both consulting and coaching are coming from a place of helping others with their growth. I've always been someone who's wanted to help and lift up others and share any knowledge to, again, lift people up because I think that no matter what your business is, coming from that person perspective is going to get you a lot further than coming from a place of competition or so much ego that you get lost of all this is, which is to have fun and live a fulfilling life. Coaching is more of, instead of offering your advice, coming from a place of listening to someone helping them really sort out what it is that they're asking for help with or looking for clarification on, like 
girlfriends often do, not jumping in and saying, oh, you should try this and you should try that. And have you thought about this? And what if your kid did this? It's not about that at all. It's about really hearing them, helping them get clarity in what it is that they're trying to figure out, identifying that with them, and then holding space. You know, trust and safety is a really big issue. And it's it's people don't often get the opportunity to feel safe and have someone actually listen to what they're saying. So creating that space for people, helping them clarify what it is that they're really trying to work through, which they may not be aware of until you keep asking a few questions to dig a little deeper, then solidifying what that is in that moment for that time, and then asking them questions to have them pull the answers out of themselves that are more truthful and in alignment with where they want to be. When you're able to help someone do that, they're doing the work. My coaching mentor always says when you're doing coaching right, it's super easy and it's really hard to get to the point where it's super easy, but creating that space for people to have time to reflect and work through it themselves, it actually changes the neural networks within them so that they are able to see it, feel it, and be that change that they want to be. When I can hold the space for the people and ask the right questions for them to think through the issue that they're having, they can take the time to think it through and talk out things that may be an old belief system, something that they've just grown to believe is the truth, but they recognize it's not, so they're out of alignment. And if they can talk it out and figure out how they want to be instead, and I can help ask those questions to help get them, they can actually create new neural pathways in their mind away from these old beliefs that aren't serving them and into the new belief that is going to be more in alignment with where they want to be and ultimately just helps them feel more confident and live more on purpose. I love that working with sales teams in the past. An example is that sometimes somebody's having a hard time bringing in new business. They're going out, they're having a lot of meetings, but they're not finishing it. And one of the things we discovered years ago with a couple people was that they had financial beliefs based on how they were raised, based on the money their families had. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that there was a certain dollar figure that when they needed to ask for it became very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like that's something you might help discover in somebody that would then take that barrier down. Money is such a huge one for so many people. I personally had issues with that as well. And getting to a place where you can look at what those beliefs are. And they're limiting beliefs. They are. And we don't, we're don't. we not aware of them. They come from how we're raised, the norms, the mores, the environment in which we grow up. You don't recognize that it becomes something that is a lie. Yeah. It has maybe become a lie for you. Right, right. <laughs> That's a really big one for a lot of people. Another difference between consulting and coaching could be the example of a salesperson who's like, I'm not getting any deals. I'm in this rut. This is not working for me. Well, I can attack them and say, okay, so how many calls have you made this week? And have you done this? And have you done that? And they can frankly tell me whatever they want to. They can they can BS me and tell me that they've done it and still say it's not working. You can see in their eyes. You can see in their eyes if they're being honest with themselves or not. So within the world of coaching, if I can kind of pause and create that space, even in a moment of a consulting situation and ask a question that's going to help them, well, what's really happening? Are you really making these calls? To help them dig deeper 
over, then we can get to the point where we look at what's holding them back for making the calls. We talked about the difference between coaching and consulting, but a lot of what you're saying now almost seems to run a little bit in tangent with therapy. So how do you uh, how do you differentiate between <laughs> coaching and therapy? That's a really, really important <laughs> one. I am not a licensed clinical social worker. I don't have a background in therapy. Here's where it's different. Therapy is important and great. And sometimes I meet people who want to be coached that would be better served with therapy. In that case, I have relationships with people that I can send them to. What therapy does is it looks at why you are the way you are going backwards, looking at the experiences you've had, and maybe things that you feel like aren't resolved that you'd like to work through. What we do with coaching is we take you where you are and we get you to where you want to be. We don't want to go to the past. We can't do anything about the past. If you feel like you've dealt with it enough and you've been through your therapy or or maybe you don't feel like you need therapy, you just want some motivation and direction and are feeling stuck in why you're not moving forward the way you want to, coaching could be a really great fit for you. I'm going to work with someone and help them pinpoint areas of their life that they would like to be focusing on. I've always been someone that people have felt comfortable to come to and speak to about their problems or concerns, and I've always wanted to help people and help serve in that fashion. I think that for me, the spiritual might just be more where I'm coming from. I'm quite empathetic, and I can intuit things when I'm working with people. And I like to use that to help positively bring out what others need to bring out in themselves or lead them to the right answers for them. So it's not pushing spirituality or religion or hippy-dippy manifestation. (laughs) I'm not trying to go there. I can't help but live there. So Annie, your background is obviously in the world of real estate to a great extent. And I'm assuming that coaching is going to be really helpful for new realtors or realtors that maybe aren't achieving the success that they want. And I was really curious what that first year looks like, because I've had friends that have gone into the industry. I've seen them struggle. I've seen them need to take on other jobs or have a spouse that can literally pay for food and housing. <laughs> and yet online, it, it really suggests that people are making 100000 plus their first year, and that just doesn't seem realistic. What has your experience been with newer realtors, and what do you do to really help them get a little bit faster onto that, I yeah. guess, success? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. I, I think that the Real estate industry does a disservice in how we market ourselves to the world. It's very ego-driven and leading with things like million-dollar producer. I mean, what does that really mean? Like uh, the median sales price in the Richmond area right now, I think, is around 365 you know, Four houses. Yeah, if you're lucky. And to that point, it's hard to get stats. I actually reached out to the National Association of Realtors looking for some more stats on agents' first few years in the business and how many deals they actually do. It takes a real go get them attitude. You've really got to be driven to be in this business. And I think a lot of people get into it as a fallback. In my time working with recruiting agents, I spent a lot of time and attention on asking what's really getting you into this business to make sure that the motivation was there and it wasn't so much of a fallback. The last stats that I had on realtors in their first years in the business are pretty bleak. Upwards of 65 to 70, 75% of agents in their first year don't do much more than four deals in a year. And even if you are hitting that median sales price in our region of that 365-ish, frankly, New agents aren't yeah. <laughs> necessarily. There are other priced homes, <laughs> right? lesser priced homes. But four of those, that's not going to feed your family. And the money that you're spending up front to get into the business 
it's an uphill battle. So making people aware of what it really takes to get in this business, that it's not a fallback. It's something you've got to be passionate about. And you are going into it not employed. Now, there are some exceptions. About 5% of agents are in a salary structure. You're not employed as a W-2 worker getting a salary. You are an independent contractor, and it is important to look at that as being a business owner and an entrepreneur and understanding everything that goes into that. Soup to nuts. It's a lot to really make yourself get up every day and treat it like a nine to five when people are not calling you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got to make all those connections and be confident and and fake it till you make it. So you better love it. Well, I love the idea that you can kind of combine your two worlds of coaching and consulting for that particular industry where you know the processes that it takes yeah. and some of the actual mechanisms, but then also helping them dig deep into themselves. Understanding the why behind why you're doing something. And like I mentioned, real estate, and I think you said this, can be a bit of a fallback for people. Well, this didn't work or I didn't like that. And everybody's million dollar producer. Yeah. So I'm going to be one too. Look, I'll just, all I have to do is buy this and buy this and buy this. Yeah. <laughs> so you start in the hole. I looked at it like that. I think what I learned ultimately from getting into the world of real estate is that I love business and I love building businesses and I love being an entrepreneur. And that lends itself to me consulting and mentoring people who are, whether it's real estate or another small business, and really understanding everything that goes into it and that you have to do to keep yourself on the right path to success and and not be fooling yourself into telling yourself you're doing everything and it's not working out, being honest with yourself about when you're being successful and when you're being slack. <laughs> right. You may be a phenomenal chef and decide to follow your heart into opening a restaurant, but not know anything yeah. about managing people or running a business and, how it works. and then sort of defiantly keep going forward, hitting that wall again. Yeah. I feel like the, your biggest uh, job in this coaching world is going to be getting people to bring these walls down that mm -hmm. we all put up mm -hmm. in ourselves. Mm-hmm. It does require people being willing or interested in bringing down those walls or even aware that maybe there's an opportunity for some growth. That part's important too. And that's why consulting sometimes is what existing businesses are looking for because they look at me, whether I am that or not, they look at me as an accountability partner, someone that, oh gosh, I got to meet with Annie this week, so I better get this stuff done. Right. I enjoy sharing my experiences and my knowledge to help lift up others in more of a consulting or mentoring role. And when there are opportunities for coaching and helping them become more aware of themselves, whether it's related to a process within their business or their personal life, anything that helps them be more well-rounded in their life and live on purpose and live a life that feels more full gets me excited to to help people. Let's talk about the process for somebody listening that really wants to investigate this idea of hiring you as a coach. I think it's really important that people find the right match for someone if they're looking for consulting or coaching. I like to offer a 15-minute clarity call and sign up on the calendar at a time that works for you. I prefer to meet over Zoom so that if you're comfortable, we can do a face-to-face first meeting. There's a good amount of information about me that you can read online. Having those few minutes to clarify what you think it is that you're looking for and ask questions about me and my experience, why I might be a good fit for you. Find out if we are, maybe we're not. Taking that time for us both to sort of vet each other, just explore what it is that you might be looking to do and whether I'd be a good fit for that. That's important and I'm happy to give that time to people. I love that because this is pretty intimate. I mean, it these is. we're talking about some 
deep yes. things inside our soul. And if there's not that connection there, yeah, it seems like it could be difficult. It's too important. That's too important. If it's not the right fit, you're not going to get the growth. I feel like historically, coaches, consultants, it seems like it's leaned fairly male mm. for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I, I love the fact that you're coming at this from a female perspective, looking more into the spirituality and yeah. scientific side of it and less the rigid old sales manager approach. Yeah, I really struggled with exactly what to call myself. Again, my training is real estate and building businesses. So consulting is a natural fit for me. Learning more about the coaching world. Is this a time that people are looking for life coaches, which is really the program that I've gone through and the training that I've had is life coaching. That's so hippy dippy for people. Yeah, <laughs> Trying to find what it is that I consider myself to be in the right words to express that to others. I settled on success mentor. I really get jazzed in helping other people succeed and lifting others up because frankly, selfishly, it, it lifts me up. I'm excited when I'm around others that are excited. I'm not your typical coach for business that's gonna, did you make your numbers? And did you do this? And if you're looking for that, I may not be the right fit. There is the kind of that built in accountability piece that people freak out and think they have to have stuff done. And I guess I could be a little bit stern, whether it's consulting or coaching. I want to help you see that you have the skill set you have within you the ability to push yourself forward and have that momentum to live a life that's more on purpose and aligned with where you want to be to be happy and feel great every day. And that's not something that you have to pay me for for the next 15 years. Yeah. I'm not trying to have you rest on me. I don't want to be your support. I want to be the one that helps lift you up and show you you have what you need. I'm looking for clients who want to take that step to take the responsibility and the onus themselves and be excited about what they learn about themselves. Now, if they want to come in and do a check-in for a few sessions, you know, tune up a little bit, that's fine too. That's great. I'm happy I'm around for that anytime. It's about lifting others up and showing them that they have what they need. They just have to access it. Speaking of that, what do you think is the average time frame to expect if somebody's considering getting into this for when there might be some very measurable changes? Yeah. So from a purely coaching perspective, a six-month commitment, working with somebody every other week so that there's some time for development and growth and reflection in between sessions. My typical sessions are an hour and a half. I do have some things that I do with every person I work with. And then essentially the sessions take shape of what it is that the client is looking for. And they may come in that day thinking it's one thing and it ends up another. Ultimately, the discoveries I'm helping people uncover within themselves are tied to what we've discussed when we first met, giving it that six months to really focus on themselves and do that self-care of committing to an hour and a half every other week to talk and be heard and reflect on on yourself. What about businesses that maybe have teams that need some coaching? And, and that really seems like it could be pretty powerful right now because of the post-COVID mm -hmm. where people are not maybe as motivated being back at the office and having some resentment yeah. about being there. Yeah. Would that be a fit for a business to say, hey, we're kind of having a team struggling. Yeah, This might be a good idea. I can absolutely help those businesses and their employees. And in fact, as part of Radiance Partners, I am on the new business development team that is focusing specifically on filling the needs of small and medium-sized businesses who need some help with coaches to support their employees. It's definitely an important area of development that needs more attention than we're giving it. What's coming out of this shift of COVID and how people are looking at work 
and their satisfaction with their work-life balance. That gets into the potential for some one-on-one career coaching, maybe looking at what you really want to do for smaller companies who want to do work or real estate companies as a good example, who have all these independent contractors that they're trying to help get up and running. I have been able to go in and work with smaller teams, whether they're all salespeople that are essentially kind of competing against each other a bit, but help them see how they can collaborate and support each other and just get more focused on the why behind their what it is they're doing and it not having this detachment between my job, this is my life but feeling fulfilled and getting everybody on the team excited and wanting to work together. So Annie, the two biggest focuses, it sounds like you're working with our entrepreneurs and then also on the personal side. So from the personal side, describe who would be an ideal client for you. Someone who has a decent amount of self-awareness, enough to recognize that Maybe there are some walls that they keep hitting and maybe they're not speaking to themselves very nicely or they see that they're stuck and they themselves are interested in making a change. When it comes to coaching, people have to want to do it. People have to have the skin in the game and the interest in becoming more aware of what it is that's hanging them up. It is ultimately saying, I'm going to take time for self-care, for reflection, and for my own development to live my life more on purpose. And while I'm not expecting people, my ideal client, to say all those things in their own minds already, to have the awareness that I'm I'm hitting the same walls. I don't want to keep doing that. Something's got to give. I need to change it within me. Like If they have that much awareness, I'd love to have a clarity call with them to flush out what might be getting them stuck and see if there's room to help them explore that. And that seems like it would probably translate over to the entrepreneur too. I mean, it's just a different set of circumstances. So rather than perhaps it being just relationships that keep repeating Mm -hmm. themselves or whatever it might be from a personal standpoint, you know, from a business standpoint, starting a business, running a business, same walls, just different name. Business and personal don't change the habit. If it is a relationship you keep running into, I bet you it it shows up in other areas of your life. It's not always just personal or always just business. And that's what I really love helping people discover is that it doesn't have to be all one or the other. We can live a more holistic lifestyle in terms of keeping balance between our career and our family and our friends and and be more in alignment so that everything just flows more easily and, and you don't you're not stressed about having to do your job because you're you're excited and passionate about what you're actually doing and living every day to the fullest, whether it's for work or personal or personally it's your work because you, you yeah. see them all as the same. So when you talk about entrepreneurs. And and for me, my niche has become a bit of realtors because of my background and experience. But if you're building any kind of business, and so many people are branching out on their own now when they've had this reflection or experiences since COVID, there's the consulting can come in handy when you are good at A, B, and C, but keeping the books or realizing that you actually have to pay and help people sort that out through consulting as well. It seems like one of the things I hear the most being in a lot of networking situations with entrepreneurs is just it's time. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people think that time is something that can't be changed, but they don't understand that the way they operate and their behaviors can greatly affect the amount of time that they have or don't have. Mm -hmm. Balance. It's just all balance. And knowing what to leverage from a more of a consulting perspective, 
lever where you are good in your business. And I've bootstrapped a lot of businesses and you can't imagine that you'd want to pay someone to help you with part of it. Oh, I'll just do it myself. But what is your time and energy worth and where should you be spending it? You know, just keeping that balance. Yeah. How do you see your clients evolving and growing after kind of going through four, five, six months of coaching with you? One thing that's interesting about that question is that especially in working with consulting with people, because sometimes I'm telling them things that for me are just a no. Oh, of course you're going to do like this. I don't always recognize the ahas that they're having. I've been working with an entrepreneur for about four or five months now, and she had a really big win on a potential client. And I reviewed what she did and she was showing it to me kind of like, is this okay? Is this okay? And I'm like, this is amazing. And I just looked at her and I said, I am so excited for you. This is so amazing. And she got tears in her eyes and was like, I couldn't have done this if it weren't for you. And I actually wasn't really aware of what I had done that was so special. <laughs> right. But I was excited to work with her at every session. And we got through some tough things that were areas that she wasn't as strong in. And she approved on them immediately because she's got the hustle and just needed the direction. And it was really exciting to see that I'd had that much of a positive effect on, on her business. I love it. I just pictured you, by the way, I got a visual yeah. of you standing at this intersection of like right road, wrong road and handing out really pretty shiny maps. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have an idea for a future logo there. I think that works. And the map comes up and the person walks up yeah. and it magically is their personal map. Exactly. Because every map is unique. <laughs> To each individual. Annie, is there anything else that we should know about the Annie Dietz? Well, it's been quite a journey in getting to the Annie Dietz. I chose that as the name of my business because I have been through this coaching journey myself. I've learned a lot about myself. It took a lot of unlearning to get there. I have finally stepped into the shoes and feel like all the things that seem to not make sense all makes sense. And I'm constantly working on myself, but I am the Annie Deeds. And you have no idea how many women I talk to on various podcasts that the successful entrepreneurs out there that are doing what they love all have the same story. Mm. Everybody's puzzle pieces are different, yeah. but it was always a journey that was in the stars yeah. and we didn't know until yeah. we got there. Yeah. But I love the fact that you're in that same exact thing. And it, and it makes everything you've done worthwhile when you know it was all leading to your end goal. Yep. It doesn't always <laughs> feel good when you're in it. But yeah. to, to piece it all together and to have that aha and to really feel like you're living the life that you're supposed to live and have found a way to, to give back and to serve others and lift them up and make money at it is is exciting. And it just makes me want to keep on helping other people see what they could do to be more in alignment and be their true selves. Even more than the businesses you've run and the success you had in real estate, you almost to me are valuable to people because you had all those different scattered pieces yeah. and you saw how it came together. And now you can maybe help people identify theirs. Yes. And yeah. even the idea conceptually, yeah. <laughs> you know, from a positivity standpoint, don't yeah. look at it as a negative. I mean, I even think about the fast food experience that I had. I hated working in fast mm -hmm. food, but that's where I started. And there were lessons there that have gotten me here. It all just works out that way. But I think it just takes a while to figure it out. Or you need the Annie Deeds as a coach to help you figure it out. Thanks for being here, Annie. Thank you for having me. 
To learn more about Annie and sign up for a free clarity call, go to theanniedeets.com. That's the A-N-N-I-E-D-I-E-T-Z, theanniedeets.com. Thanks for listening to River City Podcasts. If you're interested in setting up a podcast for your business, go to rivercityconsulting.com. 